Welcome to Invest Stories, a podcast about real stories, real estate, and taking real action. Join hosts John Cooper and Kyle Robertson as they talk investing, mindset, and taking that first step. We all have a story. What's yours? The Invest Stories Podcast. Welcome to Wednesday Wins. We're talking all about the wins and successes and uh, failures in part of our, our guest today, but also actions you can take to get started on your journey or level up kind of where you're at in your investing journey. Uh, so we're super excited to bring you that, that content. Don't forget to jump on social media and reach out to us, Investories Pod, uh, on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, link in the comments. Uh, below and uh, yeah you know let us know how you're winning today how things are going and, so can you uh, give us the like... quick kind of rundown of what what that looks like that seller carry process yeah yeah absolutely so a lot of the times like i don't you don't just like hit somebody with hey kyle will you sell or finance this for me kyle, at that point kyle don't know no me. why would he sell or finance that his answer is always going to be no um unless he's like you're, you're getting this random dude that actually understands it which is pretty rare so I'll give you a real life example. I, I'm working on a, a lead I actually found uh, off market. A guy wants to sell his 12 unit apartment complex like 45 minutes away from me. Um, so I hit him up. It's just, I start off with some basic you know, uh, rapport building. I'm asking about his life, what he's doing, how he got into this, why he decided real estate, almost like a podcast interview, really. Like I'm treating him like an interview, right? And I'm just asking him questions and we're laughing. You know, that's a big key. If you can get him to laugh, you're kind of loosening him up. And then, I, and then I try to find out, do they have a loan on the property? Turns out he doesn't have a loan on the property. Great. Because um, if they do, then you got to figure out, is it worth it to pay their loan off? And is there enough of a balance that they could carry? And does that make sense? And a lot of times it doesn't. So he has no loan. And then I go, well, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know that we're going to be able to put together a deal, but let's just say that if you and I came to, together and we had terms that were, that made it so you could win and I could win, you know, would you entertain being the bank? I gave you some money down and made you some payments. Would you would you entertain being the bank? And his answer was, well, I mean, maybe let's talk about it. But that's very different than just coming right at it. Hey, you, will you sell or finance? I see a lot of people do that. Um, but now we have a relationship. You know, I've gotten him to laugh a couple of times. Uh, here's another little trick I do too. The more times you can, if you can increase the frequency in which you've connected with that person, you build your trust each time. So like I called him today at lunch. I didn't, I wasn't ready to make my offer. I haven't even done all my due diligence, but I called him just to say, Hey, you know, uh, I put a little bit more thought into this. I'm waiting for my wife to get here. We're going to have some coffee, but, um, you know, if I gave you 80 grand down, you don't have to have an answer by the way, but if I gave you 80 grand down and we did some monthly payments, like, is this in the realm of like, are we on the right path or are you completely, you know, against that? And I like to throw that in like a negative way for them out. Like you're, you're probably completely against that. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not completely against that. We just need to, I just need to know what the payment's going to be. Okay, cool. But I didn't need to have that conversation, but it increased the frequency in which I was connecting with him. So now when I call him tonight, I've had one more call underneath my belt. I've talked to him one more time. So yeah, we'll, we'll call him tonight and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Then that's, you hit on so many super important pieces of seller financing and John and I have been on a seller financing kick here for these last shoot. I don't know, John, what has it been like two or three months now? We've been really mm -hmm. hammering out the the creative finance stuff, but the rapport building is everything. You know, if you can figure out how to make this about them and less about you, 
you know, instead of, you know, pulling the pin on that grenade and chucking it in there and saying, hey, will you take yourself to financing? Because like you said, it's nine, nine and a half times out of 10, they're going to say no. Yeah. But um, another thing, and to add to what you're saying is, is you know, what Noah was telling everybody is that he's direct to the seller on most of these things. It is so stinking difficult to try to negotiate a seller financing deal when you have an intermediary, and for example, a real estate broker. Most of them have no idea. I mean, there there's a lot of them out there that, that know what the concept is, but they don't understand why this is beneficial for everybody. And... Um, well, and there's some other things that I would get into there, but let's just say that it's just difficult when you've got an intermediary there. So trying to trying to go you, for the listeners, when you hear that direct to seller, you're either talking about a wholesaler or you're talking about a buyer who's actually directly speaking to the seller. And it makes all the difference in the world with negotiations because negotiation is an art form. It is not about writing down an LOI, shipping it off to them and keeping your fingers crossed. There's so much more to it to, to that. Because people like to do business with people that they like. It's just that simple. And if you get them to like you and you like them and you guys can, because essentially you're marrying this person for as long as this, this seller note's going to be in existence. You got to talk to them. You got to send them checks, you know, and, and check-ins and this, that, and the other. And so it, it's it's super, super important. So um, yeah, we really appreciate you sharing all that stuff, Noah. Um, so the financing stuff you're, you're going forward you're, you're looking for seller financing for the bigger the bigger things um are you i know you said you're not flipping in boise anymore but are, are you said maybe some some cheaper stuff in different markets have you identified other markets that you're kind of looking at what part of the united states do you like yeah there's i mean the midwest is pretty cool because they're just they're just consistent they don't appreciate a lot but they don't fluctuate a lot their their home prices have really never gone above 300 grand for a medium home price and so they're just like safe but there's also not, there's no, there's not, I don't see the opportunities as much to like hit a home run deal. Like there's not, there's, I don't think there's a lot of people out there making a hundred thousand dollars on a, on a single family home flip in Indiana. Um, it's out, I mean, I'm sure they've done it, but, um, so, I mean, I'm, I've already invested in South Bend, Indiana. I have some long-term rentals there. So the flip market, uh, is alive and well there. I mean, they, they, I, I'm a part of their Facebook groups and stuff like that. And I keep in contact with some people out there. They didn't have this massive fluctuation like we did. They also didn't get all the, you know, extra $20,000 on this house. And well, we made 30 more on this house. We had that here, but then we also, you know, it, it nosedived and I wasn't paying attention enough. I didn't have uh, an understanding of which data points I should have been following and watching. Um, but they've just been consistent, man. Those guys have been out there just constantly making 25 grand on a house, 30 grand on a house, 25 grand on a house, 20 grand on a house. And so they just haven't slowed down. So I like Indy. There's another market that I've uh, been looking at, uh, or two more. Um, I like the state of Alabama. Uh, they, they're having some upticks and they've got some good deals going on out there. I see um, some good wholesalers that I've been starting to build some connections with. Um, and then there's a girl on my podcast that's like really blown up in uh, around the New Orleans area. Uh, her name's Dom and uh, Dominique. Um, I think her last name is Gunderson, if you guys want to check her out. But I've been really impressed with her, man. She's taken down probably like four or five deals a month right now, all from wholesalers, no direct to seller marketing. So yeah, those are, I mean, those three states I think have some potential. Epic. I think we need to get you on again for a wholesaling masterclass, Noah. That'd be fun, man. Yeah, I'll come back anytime. What do you think, Kyle? Kyle's nodding. Stinking <laughs> microphone mute button. I, every single episode, man, it, it hit. It gets it me every one time. time. I one just time. can't shut it off. It just drives me nuts. Yeah, it's okay. Noah can come back. That's fine. Okay, fine. Well, we got the we got the blessing. From <laughs> man, we'd love to have you back, Noah. And, and and man, you and I have had so many conversations about everything from mindset to business to 
everything, life in general. So there's not really a whole lot out there that I don't think Noah could fill up an hour of, of really good, solid content about. So absolutely. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, so. Me too. I yeah. Can fill, I can Save fill up you. the time, man. Give me the slides. <laughs> <laughs> love that. And so, no, in terms of what's next, what does that look like for you? Like, what what are you, you're, you're working on those new markets. Is there a, you mentioned boutique hotel, right? What is well, really, that? Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? We're close on one, man. Um, I just, I, I don't know if we're going to end up taking it down. Um, you know, Kyle brought up a great point earlier. Had I got, had I been able to con- been in contact with or get in contact with the seller directly earlier on and just told the broker, look, dude, we'll pay you the commission no matter what, but I need to have a relationship with this lady. Um, I think the deal would be going better. So we're on like our fourth draft of the LOI. I don't even think I like the terms anymore, but I'm so far invested into this that we're just going to keep going to see if it works out. I mean, I haven't even visited it. Um, and I haven't gone like super, super deep on the data yet. Cause I'm trying to be careful of how I'm spending my time. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's, I mean, the, those type of deals are what's next for me for sure. And if this one doesn't work out, I've learned so much from it that I think the next one will be, I'll, I'll go so much faster through it. Like I, this is probably the most serious I've ever gotten, um, as far as going deep into one, but I mean, I'll give you some context on it. So like my original LOI was at 1.7 with a seven year owner carry at 5%, uh, interest amortized over 30 years. And we knew going in there that there was no way she was going to accept 1.7. But I also knew that no matter what I offered, she was going to counter. So I'm like, I'm the only offer. Turns out that 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 offer pissed her off a lot more than I thought. And she was really upset by it. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know, man, we should, I I, I should have just hopped on the phone with her and just asked for a meeting because the one thing you got to remember too, like I think this applies to any of these assets where they're owner operated. Um, anytime the owner's boots on the ground, they have an emotional connection and they can take offense to an offer that doesn't match the the value in their mind when they don't know you. And that's what I kept telling these guys, man. I, I've told them probably like four or five times. I'm like, you guys are not communicating to her that I am the best buyer for two reasons. One, I'm going to continue her legacy and we're going to make this thing a freaking awesome boutique motel. And we're not devaluing what she's done. She's already done a great job, but we're going to continue it. And we're going to put all of our effort into making sure that her legacy just gets to implode, like explodes in that market. And number two, like we actually care. Like we're not some big corporate hedge fund that's going to come in and standardize every single room and make a super boring panel the walls white. Just that way we can get our freaking 4% return. Like that's not, we don't, that's not what's impactful to us. Like if I do a boutique motel in a community, I want it to impact the community and I want people to, to benefit from what I do. Um, and that's for, you know, there's a multitude of reasons. Like we can go really deep there, but we'll kind of skip over that. So, uh, yeah, she countered back at 1.9, um, five year balloon, uh, 5.5% interest. And, uh, I just don't know that I'm willing to, it's that she's, she's actually still okay with the 30 year am, which is pretty funny because that like really shrinks that payment down. I, I'm okay with all the terms, but I'm not, I don't really like the 1.9 purchase price. It just, it, it it makes my downside a little bit more risky because if that market turns, if we continue to go downhill as a nation, which mm-hmm. we don't need to get into all that, but um, it makes it, it'll make it hard for me to exit that deal in like five years or refinance it. I'll have to bring either an infusion of cash or whatever, but the cash flow is so good. You know, I mean, there's, there's like $6,000 a month in net cash flow 
with those terms, with that purchase price, um, which means over a five-year period of time, we will have made back pretty much all of the money we will have invested into it. So in five years, we could, if we don't take the cash flow, we basically just paid back our down payment to ourselves. So, I mean, there's like, there's the risk management, right? It's like technically at the end of five years, we don't, we don't really have any money into it. We will have paid ourselves back. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how that can be pretty tempting for sure. I mean, I've seen the asset. The asset's actually really nice and it's in a yeah. really cool part of the Where, country too. Whereabouts is it? Um, so it's in Arkansas in a, in a little boutique town. And uh, yeah, and, and Kyle, the reason I reached Kyle out to Kyle is because he's got stuff there. Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 lo I love the idea of a boutique hotel. I'm, I'm a big fan of Palm Springs, somewhere like that, but further yeah. afield, just because I'm uneducated. Um, but I, I there's a couple of things I'd love to own. A boutique, ho a boutique motel would be awesome. Uh, and a loft. We were chatting about this the other day. Oh, um, yes. So I always cool. wanted one of these really cool New York style loft buildings. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. So that's super interesting. We got very similar interests, John. That's super funny. I uh, I would love to do one of those too for an office. I think that'd be so fun. Absolutely. Um, so we want to be mindful of your time. What's the, what's the best way people can connect with you? Well, people can learn from you, right, from your podcast. So feel free to uh, to give that a shout out. And we should definitely get Kyle on there. Kyle, have you been on yet? On Chasing Freedom? Yeah. No, he won't let me. I'm not big enough what? for him. <laughs> yeah. Have we really not had you on? No, man, you haven't, you haven't had me on. I've, you know, I've been, I've been waiting by my phone for like, you know, two years now and I, I just haven't got the call, but it, Dude, I, 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 I was like, honored that you let me on. So I was like, <laughs> whatever. That's why you were trying to reschedule. I was like, no, dude, we're going to do it today because I know it's going to happen. You're going to retract that offer. Uh, dude, we'll, we'll send you a link, but yeah, best place to get a, to reach me. If you like really want to dive deep is uh Instagram. I'm on there. Um, a decent amount. We also have, uh, I started doing this for, for my listeners and your guys' listeners. If you guys want to dive deep with me on something, I do four 15 minute phone calls per week that I open up to the public. Um, there's a link that I'll share with Kyle and you guys can click the link. We call it the chasing freedom hotline or the freedom hotline. Um, and that's primarily for people that like, they don't know how to start going after having financial freedom or achieving financial freedom. And so we'll start in that 15 minutes. We'll go over, you know, a very basic game plan of what that looks like. Um, and Love try to that. get an understanding of where you're at. So yeah. that's awesome. Oh, I'm calling you for that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I can't help the high level people, man. I mean, we're, you know, <laughs> no, that's, I'm not high level. So that's <laughs> the sweet spot for me. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, hey, Noah, thank you so much for coming on, man. And I, I genuinely, John and I would love to have you back on here. We mm -hmm. can, I mean, we got a lot of stuff left to talk about, but we just only have so much time. So we'll bring you back on and, and, and continue to bend your ear a little bit and, and learn. We appreciate you. Dude, you guys are great hosts. This is a super fun show. Um, I'll, I'll definitely, I'm leaving you guys a five star review. You guys yes. Listen. Hey, go listeners, two. Yeah. listeners, take it, take the lead <laughs> from Noah here. <laughs> awesome, man. Cool. All the best to you. We'll talk soon. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Investories podcast. We all have a story. What's yours? The Investories podcast.